You are live with Get Connected. I'm your host, Mike Agro, here with Gray Williams, and we have a great program. We're all about uh, the world of tech. We're Canada's number one tech radio show. Today, we uh, will be talking with the folks over at Amazon. They've got a bunch of new uh, devices, including a new hub that can control smart homes and uh, a new sound bar as well for uh, some of their uh, their TVs. Uh, and it sounds pretty cool. We'll also be talking about the CRTC. They are looking at internet wholesale rates, and this affects the smaller internet service providers and their ability to offer competitive rates. We'll be talking with the folks over at Babbel Internet and how that uh, might all shake down for them. And finally, we've uh, got the folks from The Gathering. This is uh, a cool summit or conference coming up in October in Banff, Alberta, uh, all about the world of business and marketing, marketing and uh, digital and social. Some of the biggest brands uh, like Shopify, Marvel, Netflix will be uh, speaking there. So we'll find out uh, what is going to happen and uh, how you might uh, attend uh, as well. But, uh, Gray, let's get into some of the, the news this week and some, some troubling news. I think all of us use navigation software on our phones. Uh, Apple, you know, they've got Apple Maps. Google, they've got Google Maps. Uh, there's Waze. Well, there was an unfortunate story down out of North Carolina, Gray. It uh, basically uh, said that uh, a, a North Carolina man driving home from her daughter's his daughter's birthday uh, was using Google Maps, and it, uh, I guess, in nighttime in the rain, uh, directed him off a collapsed bridge into a river, and he unfortunately drowned. And That's terrifying. It is terrifying. And now uh, the family is suing Google and uh, also some of the, uh, I guess, the the local institutions that are supposed to have uh, fixed that bridge over the years. <laughs> so there's kind of two stories here. One is, you know, Google's not updating their software as much as they should. I guess three stories. The, the second one is that man who should be paying attention to road was not paying attention to road. Uh, you know, the mapping software will give you the direction. You actually have to use your eyes to see where you're going. We're not quite at full self-drive yet. Uh, and the last one is the crumbling infrastructure of the United States is terrifying. Yeah, it's tough. I saw a picture of the bridge, uh, Gray, and there was supposed to have been uh, blockades uh, preventing people from going down that road. But, you know, I, I think um, some vandals uh, took that uh, away. But um, in the dark, I don't know if you'd been able to kind of see that if you're going at any at any speed. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I've never been in a position where the road has not been there. <laughs> I'm going to drag on it. I know. I know. I can't speak with authority on this one. I know, but it's scary. Like, we're so reliant on these things now. Yeah. Well, we remember down in Washington State, there was that one bridge that got clipped by somebody and it was out for months. Yeah. And it was sort of uh, like, you know, and just a moment, just a moment, like that thing was there and then collapsing uh, pretty quickly. And it's, you know, you like to think that you're, you're safe with your curtain airbags and, and your supplemental restraint system. But if the road's not there, it's going to be a bad day. I, I feel for his family. Yeah, I, I guess, um, well, hopefully Google pays more attention to this. Apparently, uh, you know, folks in that area had been warning Google for a while that uh, the bridge was down and they needed to correct uh, their mapping software. So uh, that's one lesson. And just a second lesson, you know, for all of us, uh, when we're using some of this technology, you know, it's, it's not infallible, right? We have to pay attention still. We're still the humans. And at the end of the day, it's our responsibility to make sure that you know we 
are paying attention when we're, we're driving. So things like this, uh, you know, will not happen. Uh, I'm going to jump over to Musk, Elon Musk. Great. You know, he's uh, been in the news, obviously, many times for Twitter. He also has another company called uh, Neuralink. And we've spoken about this before. It's uh, a company that uh, their goal is to implant uh, chips into people's heads to help them, for example, walk again. So they got uh, clearance from the FDA down in the United States to actually do some of these implants. Uh, I think it could be up to as many as 10 people. And so now they're looking for volunteers to do this. So these are chips that would be implanted, uh, you know, in their brain. There's some, you know, tiny threads that are, you know, thinner than human hair. And it's powered by a, a wireless battery that can be charged wirelessly. So, uh, you know, it's it's kind of an exciting time for this technology. And I, I just hope that it can lead to something meaningful in, you know, you know, in a shorter term. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, noted used car salesman Elon Musk has done a phenomenal job in bringing a lot of markets to the guy could get people to pay attention. And this is, this is, I know, another one of those great examples. There have been people operating in this space for 20 years. Um, what he is doing, though, is disrupting. You know, everybody loves that word. He's, he's getting people to, to stop looking at things the way they have and start to see maybe some possibilities that they may not have seen before. The only thing that gets me here is I don't know if you ever read the Michael Crichton novel, The Terminal Man. It's basically the plot to this, um, where unfortunately the software isn't quite right, uh, nor is the the wetware quite right. It didn't have a happy ending. It did not have a happy ending. I, I think um, the lawnmower man is sort of a, a bit of a takeoff on it. So, yeah, yeah. I'm going to see new to brain chips for now. Okay, let's go over to subscriptions. Uh, I think most of us have some type of subscription, whether it's to music or TV, you know, like Netflix. Uh, Amazon has Amazon Prime Video, and that uh, is currently free if you're an Amazon Prime member. And it, it's a pretty good deal, right? For um, not much money a month, I forget how much it is, 12 to $15 a month, uh, you get free shipping from Amazon, but you also get Amazon Prime Video. And I don't think a lot of people, you know, take full advantage of that, but there's a lot of great shows on the, that platform. And I think uh, Amazon is uh, recognizing that now as well. It looks like uh, starting in 2024, in uh, several countries, including the U.S., U.K., Germany, and Canada. If you want ad-free Amazon Prime Video, you will have to pay an extra fee a month. How much would you pay, Gray? Do you have Amazon Prime? I do have, I do have Amazon Prime. Um, you know, here's the thing. I find some of the content on that system to be quite good. Yeah. Like The Boys, the, the TV show? Yep. It's excellent. So, I mean, if they said to me, you have to start paying Netflix rates, um, I might hitch it up, but I would probably end up paying it, you know, then that sort of like seven to $15 range. So you will continue to get Amazon prime video if you're an Amazon prime member in 2024, but they're going to start playing, um, a few little commercials, uh, during the programming. I haven't got details on where those will be, if they'll be in the programming or before and after, uh, but it looks like in the States, I've got the U.S. pricing, they want to charge an extra three bucks a month to have ad-free watching. So I guess that'd be That's around five five bucks a month, Canada. You know, you know what that is? This is the problem where I, I know so many people that have Prime and don't know that they've got Prime Video and Prime Music. Exactly. This is actually Amazon giving you to pay $3 to be aware of the thing that you didn't know that you had. <laughs> it, it might make more people actually use it, don't you think? Yeah, I, I think that's exactly it. It's this is a low friction fee, 
they'll probably drop it after a couple months. Now they was. That's funny. But you know, this is actually this will the usage will go up after this. I, I dollars to donuts. Well, talking about Amazon and subscriptions, um, I'm really fond of their Amazon Echo shows. These are their digital speaker assistants. Uh, you know, the shows have the screen and they've got different sizes. Uh, one of the features, you know, besides being able to ask it to play my favorite music and even watch video on it, uh, is uh, using it as a photo frame. And so, you know, it does a half decent job of that. Uh, but they have a new Amazon Echo Show 8 that uh, they, they're bringing out that's kind of more dedicated to being a photo frame. It's got all the other great features, but if you want it to be a full photo frame without any ads uh, and some extra features, uh, and, and again, it's just US pricing I have, it's an extra two bucks a month. So you'll see fewer ads. Yeah, current no ads. Yeah, currently right now uh, you can put it in photo mode, but after a while, after a few hours, I forget how long, it starts going back into serving up other things like, you know, look what happened on this day in 1923 or did you know kind of trivia stuff uh, and, and news uh, articles. Um, so this one here, if you want it to be like a dedicated photo frame, it's an extra two bucks US a month. You get, um, you know, photo storage and I think um, about five gigs of video storage as well with that. So, you know, you get get to a bit more with it. But I, I, uh, I use it as a photo frame. Because, you know, that's what it's doing like 95% of the time. It's just sitting there, right? So it's nice to have photos uh, scrolling on it. Honestly, like as, as a... I used to have one of the old Kodak ones. Remember what Kodak made digital cameras? Yep. Back in the day. I had a bunch of them and, and so I had the frame. The, the easy share frame. And yeah. you had the easy share button. So I had one of the cameras. My mom had one of the frames. It was easy to send. They went belly up. I have not found a good replacement since. This is basically 25 bucks extra a year as a premium to have a better footer. Yeah, okay. It still feels a little chintzy, but okay. Yeah, it's tough. You know, I, there's a few other ones out there. I have um, some Nix Play ones as well uh, at uh, my dad's place, and they don't charge a monthly fee. And they've, you know, you can actually, through your app, actually send it photos. Um, so that's good, but it doesn't do anything else. It's just a photo frame. So this new Echo Show 8 with the monthly subscription. Uh, would be not only a great photo frame, but it can do all the other stuff. You can use Alexa, you know, to control your smart home and play your music yeah. and, and watch video, you know, like Amazon Prime Video yeah. as well. So, yeah. you know, it'll be interesting to see if that is a, a popular move or not. Um, and speaking of um, subscriptions as well, looks like uh, Spotify is uh, looking to light up a higher tier subscription price i think about 20 bucks a month us and this would be a, a lossless audio plan explain lossless for the listeners out there yeah so when you're looking at your uh digital formats mp3 being the most famous one in order to get those files to be quite small they compress the music so you get sort of the top end of the bottom end of the music um the high notes the very low notes they're, they're compressed down doesn't sound quite as good you know we get we get more music on our um you know winter pods and we uh, get so slightly lower quality. Lossless is like studio quality, which uh, did I ever tell you the best thing that ever happened to me no. when it comes to audio? No. I took Philips Golden Years test. They don't do this anymore. There's, there's a couple of things online that are like it. I took their Golden Years test. I can't tell the difference. And this saved me <laughs> tens of thousands of dollars. But that's the thing, right? Remember the, uh, the, um, the Neil Young MP3 player that he came out with? 
the Pono. The Pono. It was it looked like a Toblerone bar. Um, and it was delicious. Yeah, it was all about having high fidelity, like lossless music on it, and it just didn't fly. I mean, there are no question. There's some audio files out there that just revere, you know, high quality audio. But I just, I wonder, you know, when they announce these kind of plans, it, does do normal people can they hear the difference? Do they care? Is it good enough what they have now? Lynn, I think that's kind of the thing. There's sort of the good, better, best model, and the good is the you know, like ad free or not subscription at all. The better is they're currently already expensive service, and the best. You're looking at it going, well, at least I'm not paying 20 bucks a month. Yeah, I guess you, you save uh, a bit of uh, a bit of money. Okay, we still have a lot more to chat about here on Get Connected uh, today. Uh, we will be speaking with the folks at the Summit Gathering. This is a, a, a big, cool conference coming up in Banff, Alberta. If uh, you want to hear about the latest in digital trends, and marketing and things like that. They've got some amazing companies speaking there. You know, everything, everyone from Shopify, Marvel, Netflix, uh, Spotify as well. And uh, I, I went last year and it was really inspiring, just all the things I, I learned. Uh, so they'll uh, they'll be telling us all about it. We uh, will also be chatting about the CRTC. They're going to make some decisions on internet wholesale rates. So that'll uh, affect uh, internet pricing here in Canada. And finally, we've got the folks from Amazon coming on later in the program to tell about some cool new Amazon gear, including a new smart home hub that can control your entire home's smart home devices for not a lot of money. You're listening to Get Connected here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here in studio. Let's talk internet and internet prices. I think uh, a lot of folks in Canada, and I hear from our, our listeners all the time, uh, not always happy with the price of internet for their homes. Uh, typically, if you want uh, home internet, you have to go through the uh, the big guys uh, like the Telus's, uh, Rogers and Bells of the world. There are smaller brands out there, but uh, they have to get their internet from the big incumbents. To help us understand uh, a decision coming down from the CRTC, uh, who's looking at wholesale rates right now, we've got Jason Spears from Babel Internet. Thanks for joining us, Jason. Hi, thanks for having me. So uh, Babel Internet, you are a, an internet service provider, correct? That is correct, yes. And uh, wh- where do you operate? Currently, we're available on the island uh, from Campbell River down to Victoria and on the lower mainland from Whistler to Chilliwack. And so for you to be able to provide that access, uh, you in turn have to purchase that internet access from uh, one of the, the incumbents. How does that all work? Yeah, so... We pay a wholesale rate for access. That's correct. And what we use, we use the existing infrastructure. So basically from the home to our network. So we have a network downtown uh, in Arbor Center. We use the existing infrastructure to drive traffic from the home to our network. And then we take over and drive traffic to the end destination. And is this a profitable business for, for smaller players like you? Um, really, it's a numbers game for us. We're not going to make a lot of money if we don't have a lot of customers, which I think is pretty basic for any business, but uh, it, it is profitable, but it does take, it does take customers. You've got to build the company. And so what is the CRTC looking at then? Um, they're looking at wholesale rates. Like what, what are you expecting to, to happen there or hoping to happen? I, I guess expecting and hoping to happen are, are potentially two different things, but 
they're high. So we, we really can't come in a lot better than what current market rates are only because of the rates that we pay to the incumbents. But we can do a little bit better based on the fact that we're, we're building a digital company. So we're not carrying a lot of the overhead. We don't have call centers. We don't have fleets of vehicles and real estate and so on and so forth. With a digital company, we can operate a little bit leaner, more efficiently. And so we can go to market with better pricing that way. But it's not significantly better. It's a little bit better uh, by the tune of somewhere around 15 to 25% in most cases. And what, what's been the most difficult aspect of getting your business up and going? Brand awareness. I don't know if that's necessarily not the challenge for any new company. We've been in the market now officially uh, for two years and been working on this project for, for over three years now, but officially launched two years ago, September. Brand awareness is the biggest challenge. It's very expensive to get the word out. And, and aside from that, trust. I mean, internet is important. It's an important product. Uh, it's an important service for many, for everyone. They have to trust you. And so we're building that trust and we're building that awareness now. We're talking with Jason Spears from Babel Internet just about uh, upcoming uh, CRTC decisions on wholesale rates uh, for internet uh, service providers. How does Canada compare with internet prices uh, compared to other countries in the world? We pay some of the highest prices uh, in the G7 and various reasons. And I mean, we're, we're relatively small in population and our geography is, is huge. So it does cost a lot of money to build out these networks, a reliable network. We, we certainly do have some of the best networks in the world, but it's it, it does cost a lot. But I, what I will say is that these networks are built. Um, they have been built. There's been a return already. And for the most part, really, aside from expanding into new regions or new areas, it's about maintenance now. There is capacity, there's space, and there's room for more competition. What is uh, your next move for growth? You know, obviously you always want the wholesale uh, rates uh, to come down, but uh, what are some things you are looking to doing uh, to grow your business? On the radar, the Okanagan. I'm in discussions right now with the Okanagan. Uh, there's Northern BC that I want to get into, the Kootenays, and, and then certainly continue to move eastward into Alberta. Jason, I want to uh, thank you for joining us on the program and just uh, talking us uh, through this. And, uh, you know, good luck with everything. I appreciate you having me. Thanks for your time. And, and just to let everyone know, I mean, there is there is an alternative. There is somebody else out there that can provide the same internet at a better price. Just quickly, what's your web address? Heybabble.ca. That's H-E-Y-B-A-B-B-L dot C-A. And uh, we're ready. When we come back from the break here at Get Connected, more tech to talk. Stay tuned. You are back with Get Connected, Mike Agarbo here. Let's uh, talk digital and, and branding when it comes to uh, business. I had a chance to uh, attend a, a very cool summit last year. It's called the Gathering Summit. They have them every year in uh, Banff, Alberta. And this is where uh, uh, you know people that are really into the world of branding and digital marketing come together to learn about all the latest new tips and tricks and just get inspired I wanted to bring one of the folks on uh, from the uh, summit. His name is Chris Nealon. Thanks uh, for joining us today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Great to be here. I kind of summarized it in, in what I thought. G- give us your uh, your Reader's Digest version of uh, what happens at, uh, at, at the summit. Well, the summit is three days of sort of uh, inspiration and celebration. It's really for really any business leader who is trying to improve the way that they connect with either their customers or their employees. So, you know, there are elements of digital marketing or elements of branding that are included in that, as you mentioned there, kind of in the intro, but it's more than anything, an opportunity for um, 
people that are trying to imagine a, a world where their business is more successful and more significant than it is currently. So we, uh, we bring in these iconic brands that we affectionately refer to as cult brands because they have achieved a level of uh, emotional connection. We like to say people don't just buy from them, they buy into them. They're businesses that have kind of captured our hearts. And uh, we think that's a playbook that doesn't just apply to Apple or Starbucks or Nike. It's a playbook that can apply to a small donut shop or a dry cleaner or a car dealership. Well, it, it really is about that. And, and, you know, when I attended last year, I, I I was really inspired. You know, someone from TikTok was there just kind of going through their whole story and what they were all about. And uh, it really helped me because it uh, inspired me to get more involved uh, on on the, the platform. So what kind of, uh, you know, people should attend this, Chris? You know, I, I think anybody that has either a passion for business, the way that, you know, if you love movies, you'd love to go to the Academy Awards someday, or anybody that has a responsibility for revenue. So if you're trying to find a way to get more people to buy your goods or services, uh, I think what people leave the gathering with is more options than what people typically think is available. You know, uh, we pay Google and Facebook $100 billion a year as a business community, thinking that we're sort of beholden to their display ads or their keywords in order to grow our businesses. And when you meet you know, Barbie's going to be here this year and talk about some of the decisions they made that led to them taking a whole bunch of money out of paid media and putting it into a movie. Now, obviously, movies are big and expensive, but that's a that that was a hundred million dollar bet that paid off 15x by making one point five billion dollars uh, in the movies and uh, in the theaters. And while that's an extreme example with a lot of zeros associated with it. What it represents is out-of-the-box thinking, creativity, and courage. That's still a scary bet for them to make. And my experience with like entrepreneurs and brand leaders, chief marketing officers, heads of HR, is that they're just not making as many creative and courageous decisions as they should be to elevate how their business is perceived in the hearts and minds of their most important customers. Yeah, that's what I wanted to touch on. Like, I just want to name some of the names that uh, will be there. And correct me if I'm wrong, but we're looking at uh, companies like Spotify and Amazon, Marvel, Skittles. Um, can can smaller businesses or medium sized businesses, you know, get something out of this? Because these are like Fortune 100 companies. Yeah, you know, I kind of equate it to if you wanted to lose a bunch of weight, would you have anything to learn or benefit from spending an hour with an Olympian or a professional athlete? You know, it's all they they're just normal people who have displayed above average levels of grit, determination, courage and creativity to achieve heightened levels of success. You know, uh, I think your audience is mostly Canadian and you know, 50, 60 years ago, Tim Hortons was the same crappy donut shop that exists in every town. <laughs> uh, I'm fascinated to know what did Tim Hortons do to transcend mediocrity and to create a, b- a business that's now one of the most beloved brands in Canada. Every business started out as a small business. And if we just surround ourselves with other small business owners, I think we're going to have a lot of small thinking. And uh, our goal is to elevate your thinking by exposing you to people that have already climbed the mountains that we're now trying to climb. We're talking with Chris Nealon. He is uh, with the Gathering Summit. It's happening in Banff here in October. What are the dates again, Chris? It's the 18th through 20th of October. 
And so how do, how do the day, what, what are the days made up of? Like what, what happens during the day? I imagine there's different sessions that people can go through. Yeah. Every hour there's basically three to five stages. So you get to kind of pick um, from big iconic brands like Levi's or Porsche to more mid-sized brands to different industries like healthcare or B2B software sales. Um, they're, they tend to be sort of like TED talk formats. So 20 to 25 minutes of formal presentations, then followed by 20 to 25 minutes of Q and A. So we like to say, sort of sit at the feet of these brand icons, hear their stories and ask them your questions. That's sort of the, uh, the value proposition. There's also a ton of, um, these super intimate sessions called inner sanctums where about 30 people get to spend an hour with the heads of these companies. And it's kind of like going out to a coffee with, you know, a CEO or a CMO and asking them questions about your career. Or should you go get an MBA? Or how do you deal with a tough boss? Or, you know, much more, less structured. They're just Q&A sessions. They're not formal presentations. And then there's just a whole host of uh, social activities and networkings and parties and uh, chances to kind of connect on a human level as well. Do some good team building and some good network. I, th- I think you brought up a, a good thing about the, uh, the the social opportunity and the networking opportunity. I, you know, I love going to these types of things because I, I you know, I get inspired and I learn a lot uh, about, you know, what, uh, you know, some of the top people are doing. But for me, uh, I, I get a lot out of actually meeting uh, other uh, business folks uh, as well. It's been really helpful in uh, in my life and career. Yeah, it's actually, I think, part of the secret sauce is that we do it in Banff. It's not in Vegas. It's not in Miami. It's not in LA. And, you know, the thing is, like, when you go to these big mega cities, there's, you're like, well, where are we going to go to dinner and hit the new Gordon Ramsay restaurant? Or where are we going to go hit, hit that Broadway play? Or where are we going to hit that club? And, you know, there's really nowhere to go in Banff. You're, you're kind of sequestered in a small village. Uh, we uh, The conference takes place at the uh, Banff Springs Hotel, which is, my kids call it the Harry Potter Castle. It's like this spectacular venue, but uh, you, you just bump into people. You bump into people at the bar, at the breakfast buffet, at the line to the bathroom, uh, people that speak on stage, then come into the crowd and sit for the next session to hear what the next person is saying. So there's a real intimacy and a real immersiveness that uh, we get a lot of positive feedback for. And it's just because we chose this magical place uh, in Banff to, to host it at. Been talking with Chris Neeland. Uh, he is with the Gathering Summit happening in Banff this October. Uh, I had a chance last year to check this out. You know, if you're in any type of business, it's uh, a very inspiring uh, conference uh, summit. Uh, some of the top brands out there, Shopify, Airbnb, uh, Netflix will be speaking about some of the cool things they're doing for uh, their business. So, uh, you know, I, I got a lot out of it and it really helped me over the uh, the past year. Uh, what's the web address uh, again, Chris? It's a cultgathering.com. Thanks again for uh, joining us and uh, looking forward to uh, seeing uh, what's uh, up this year. Yeah, thank you, Mike. Appreciate the time. When we come back from the break, more Tech to Talk. Stay tuned here on Get Connected. Back after this. The program, Mike Eggerbo here in studio. Well, I'm always excited when uh, new gear is uh, announced. Uh, and uh, this week, Amazon has uh, uh, announced uh, some new Fire TV products. Uh, on the line, we've got uh, Celine Lee from Amazon to tell us all about it. Thanks for joining us, Celine. Glad to be here. 
So uh, Amazon, you know, I think most people know you from uh, your e-commerce uh, website, uh, but you also make a, a lot of uh, great gear, and uh, especially in the uh, the TV and smart TV uh, realm, and also for uh, connected home, uh, connected homes, and connected devices. Uh, let's start over on the uh, the TV side. Uh, you guys have uh, you know been uh, making the uh, the Fire TV sticks uh, for a while now, and also have uh, a line of uh, actual Fire televisions, smart televisions. Uh, you have a new soundbar for uh, the Fire TVs. Can you tell us about it? Yeah, so super excited about the, this uh, new Fire TV soundbar um, launching in Canada. And the idea here is really of um, you know voice integration with Alexa that remains part of your experience with the Fire TV. Uh, and the Fire TV soundbar really is focused on delivering an easy to use soundbar that delivers this immersive sound uh, that I think customers really enjoy when they're watching a movie. So if customers are already using a Fire TV, uh, Smart TV, or if they're uh, using our uh, streaming media player, um, they can use this uh, soundbar. It's super easy to connect through Bluetooth, and then they'll still have access to all of the great voice features that they love with Alexa through those devices. So uh, not only does it work with the uh, the physical TVs you have, but if uh, they have one of the little sticks, uh, it, it works with that as well, eh? It does. Uh, and, you know, it really brings, um, regardless of, like, you know, you have the stick or an actual Fire TV smart TV, it will bring you this kind of room-filling sound. It supports um, all of the different uh, standards, uh, Dolby Audio, etc. And the design really fits seamlessly with any TV setup that you may have. Yeah, it's important, I think, for, uh, you know, the folks out there listening. Uh, you know, we uh, all watch a lot of TV. And uh, I think a lot of uh, people just use the the speakers on, on the TV, which, you know, it's, it's not bad. But when you add a sound bar uh, to your, your setup, uh, you know, whether you're in a, a home or a condo, it, it makes a significant difference to the uh, the viewing experience, doesn't it? Because um, I think it's really something that we're thrilled to be able to bring, and it's also that ambient experience. Um, so we know that uh, the Fire TV uh, experience is resonating with a lot of customers and you know making their TV um, uh, sounding better through this um, and it's really the ease of connection too. this works with Bluetooth it's um, really easy to set up and, and then you have this immersive sound uh, let's talk about some uh, of the new fire TV uh, sticks that you have uh, and these are uh, uh, little sticks that plug into the back of your television in the uh, HDMI port and I, I wanted to chat about this you've got some new ones uh, I, I have a lot of uh, people uh asking me now about you know their their smart TVs TVs uh or you know some of their their streaming players they're finding um things very sluggish and you know I I always recommend you know every several years look at a new uh you know streaming player because technology does advance and a lot of the apps are getting more sophisticated and do need more power which I've always found uh that uh, your little streaming uh, devices uh pack uh, a lot of punch in the, in that tiny package. I I love uh that you mentioned that I think that's so true and you know today we we announced um two devices the uh, Fire TV Stick 4K and the Fire TV Stick 4K Max. 
And I think uh, those really uh, are here to bring to customers that kind of really uh, fast, immersive, um, you know, streaming experience in a very slick form factor um, and, you know, with uh, different, with a slick form factor that customers will really enjoy. So, Celine, what, what makes these new sticks different uh, than uh, the, the previous ones? So these uh, Fire TV sticks, um, uh, they really come with upgraded and upgraded hardware. So the Fire TV Stick 4K Max uh, comes with the uh, 2.0 gigahertz quad-core processor, which essentially makes it our smartest and most powerful streaming stick yet. Um, it is 10% more powerful than the previous generations. And it's really the, the first ever Fire TV um, streaming stick with Wi-Fi 6E support. Uh, a lot of innovation went into that and making sure that um, we could deliver this to customers. It also is doubling um, in storage. So there's now 16 gigabytes of storage, uh, doubled in the previous generation's capacity. Um, so all of that really will deliver uh, a um, you know, best-in-class experience for customers and also noting that it, uh, of course, includes the Alexa remote voice um, experience, uh, so customers can kind of use this instantly familiar, um, you know, access to their assistant with the Fire TV stick as well. The uh, the Wi-Fi that's that's an important thing. And again, you know, when we're talking about some of these smart TVs that are several years old, or you know, the little streaming players that are several years old, and there's a lot out there, uh, they you know, have the older Wi-Fi uh, standards uh, built into them. And Wi-Fi 6E is uh, one of the, the newest ones uh, out there. And, you know, if you are getting a, a new Wi-Fi uh, router or one from your, your service provider, you know, they typically will have that uh, Wi-Fi 6E capability. And, you know, especially when we're streaming, you know, high-definition video, 4K video, it makes a, a big difference in uh, really having a you know a stable connection uh, to the, uh, the the television, doesn't it? It does, and you know the the thing also is that uh, we see Alexa as part of the core of the Fire TV experience, and uh, we want to uh, make sure that customer gets to enjoy uh, the entertainment that they want. They can find quickly the shows, the movies, the games that are right for them. And, um, you know, all with their voice. So this kind of type of upgrade really help customers gain access to to all of this um, fastly, faster. Let's uh, move over to uh, smart home technology. This, uh, this next uh, device I'm pretty excited about because uh, I have a lot of uh, smart devices and speakers and, and light uh, lighting in my home. Uh, you've announced something called the Echo Hub. And from what I understand, this is a uh, kind of a control center for all your uh, your connected devices, aren't, aren't they? Yeah, and so I'm, I'm really excited about this one. Um, so EcoHub is our all-new wall-mountable smart home control panel. It is powered by Alexa, and it is really designed to make managing your connected devices uh, easier and more intuitive. It has a eight inch customizable touch screen where you can kind of group and control your smart home devices. You can go there and arm your security system. Um, you can initiate routines or even organize your favorite widgets. So it has a built-in smart home hub, which supports all major uh, smart home protocols, whether it's Zig Zigbee, Mather, Threads, um, 
it really uh, controls all of it. And the internet connectivity for it is via Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi or Ethernet. And, um, you know, it's compatible with over 10,000 connected cameras, lights, locks, plugs, thermostats, speakers, and more. So it's really going to be helpful for people who are trying to build that smart home experience in their home and have several devices to control all in a single place. I, I love that because that was kind of one of the challenges uh, when we, were, we started getting into smart home technology. You know, all these different manufacturers, you had to have all sorts of different apps to make them all work. And one of the nice things is, uh, you know, with Amazon and Amazon Alexa, uh, these different manufacturers all started making sure that they were compatible uh, with, you know, that platform. So it's, it is super cool to be able to control, you know, all of those uh, things from that, uh, that one panel that you can install in your home. Yeah. And, you know, there are millions of customers that have more than 20 devices connected to Alexa today. And we really wanted to make it as easy as possible for these customers to control their devices. One way the industry has tried to solve uh, smart home control is with touchscreen panels. But the problem is that they're expensive. They don't age well. Sometimes they require professional installers. So we wanted to fix that. And that's a big part of um, why Echo Hub, um, I think, is, is so exciting. Yeah. You know, typically when I've looked at some of these other solutions out there, you know, these um, uh, control screens, they, you know, they can get into the thousands of dollars when you look at the uh, the equipment and also the installation. So, uh, you know, the fact that you guys have come out with this uh, this this simple panel here, uh, you know, I'm I'm pretty excited to uh, to try it try it out. Uh, when when are we looking at these things? Uh, you know, hitting store shelves. So the um, Echo Hub will be uh, available for pre-order. Well, actually, the Echo Hub is available for pre-order, and uh, it will be shipping to customers on December sixth. And then for our Fire TV sticks, also available for pre-order today, they will be shipping on September twenty seventh. And then the Fire TV soundbar. Uh, well, actually, the Fire TV soundbar is available today already for customers. Celine, I want to thank you for joining us on the program again. Glad to be here. Thank you. That's all the time we have left for Get Connected. want to thank all the folks that helped put uh, the program together. Don't forget, we have got a website, getconnectedmedia.com. All our previous shows are uh, there. You can uh, subscribe to our podcast of the program, and uh, that would be great. You'll get it uh, weekly. And uh, also sign up for our e-newsletter on the website. We're always doing some uh, fun contests and uh, always uh, updating you on a weekly basis on what's coming up on the radio program and uh, all the latest uh, tech news. This is Mike Agarbo for Get Connected. We will see you again next time.